Welcome back to the Anxiety Slayer podcast. I'm Shan Vanderleek here with my wonderful friend and co-host, Ananga Sivir. We come together weekly from Kent and Leelanau to share Anxiety Slayer sessions with you and answer listener questions from our inbox and Facebook page. Together, we share a powerful collection of techniques to reduce anxiety. And today, we're going to be discussing how you can stop an anxiety attack. Hi, Ananga. Hey, Shen. Always good to be with you to record another episode of Anxiety Slayer. Let's dive right in. The thing with anxiety is it it lies to us, and the anxious mind will tell us nothing works. You're stuck with anxiety attacks, and it's always going to be this way. And sometimes we're using so much energy just coping with anxiety, just getting through the day with it, that it really feels completely overwhelming to try and tackle it, to know where to begin to take action. But that's really what it takes to overcome anxiety attacks. The very first step is believing that it is possible. It's completely possible to stop an anxiety attack and to stop subsequent attacks. It's possible to reclaim your life from this anxiety just rearing up and firing off apparently randomly in your mind and body. And the first step to do that is to take action, to just take the ball by the horns and believe it is possible. And we've had so many success stories over the years from people who have followed some of our suggestions and almost like, you know, I can't believe it. (laughs) Even in a Facebook group recently, we had somebody come on and say, how great they felt because they were able to stop an attack in its tracks by doing some deep breathing and by tapping. And I was so grateful that they shared, you know, because often we hear about what's wrong and what's bothering us and what can we do and to have people come forward and remind us that, yes, this does work. We know it works, which is why we recommend it. But yeah, we've had so many success stories really important, isn't it, to have that peer support when somebody in the group says, okay, I did it. And and everyone's very supportive in our private Facebook group. If somebody says, I stopped an attack, then you get so many comments coming in from other group members really applauding that. And I think my favorite message that we've had from within our anxiety attack course, our first responder course for anxiety attacks, was somebody that said, the tapping worked, I've stopped two anxiety attacks, and I feel so much more confident about going out, now I know what to do. I just loved hearing that because the thing with anxiety attacks is they can stop you going out because you're so worried. What am I going to do if I have one when I'm away from home? This is something we get asked all the time. So to hear somebody take the course, take action, learn tapping and say, I've stopped two attacks and I feel so much more confident about going out, now I know what to do. And I think that's the real double benefit that comes from EFT tapping is it really boosts your resourcefulness and it really boosts your confidence. You have something to do where you can stop an anxiety attack in its tracks and that's just gold. It's priceless. I really love getting those messages. And it also, when when something works and you start to feel better and your mind starts to feel calmer and it's much easier to be more proactive. Yeah. We often talk about having a proactive spirit, like, okay, I know what to do. Here are are all of the choices that I have before me to support myself. And I know that I can reach for any one of these tools. 
and feel better. Yeah. The thing with anxiety is it feels a bit of a bully. The, the anxious mind really bullies you and it will tell you, you can't do this and you can't do that. And what happens if you go here and this happens? And really, once you have a tool that works like EFT tapping, it's like standing up to a bully. And once you've done that, everything changes. It's never the same again. You know, when that anxious mind comes and tells you, what, what are you going to do if you have an anxiety attack when you're away from home? And you can say to yourself, well, I know how to stop it now. Everything changes. It's not going to be the same again. You have a tool you can use that can stop an anxiety attack. The biggest challenge isn't learning EFT tapping. It isn't learning how to do that. We can show you step by step how to do that. I've shown hundreds of people how to do that. The biggest challenge is to convince the anxious mind, convince yourself to give it a go and take action and make a stand. That's the hard part. Everything else is easy. Right. We can also talk about the importance of learning how to reduce triggers. I think that that's a big piece. And and so often our listeners don't even realize what those triggers are. Yeah, it's really important to identify them so you know the different things that can fuel anxiety. And obviously the first one is caffeine. Caffeine is a big culprit in provoking anxiety attacks. What people often don't realize is that caffeine stays in your body for a long time and it's accumulative. So sometimes we might think, well, I had a coffee in the morning, but then I didn't have another one till lunchtime, but it can stay in your body for up to eight hours. So that's an accumulative thing that that can mimic an anxiety attack because it may make us feel racy, you know, this, this kind of heightened energy, racing heart. It can make us feel shaky. So any symptom in the body that mimics an anxiety attack when you're suffering from anxiety attacks immediately gets flagged as a possible event. And then the mind and body just, it's like an avalanche. Everything just falls downhill where you think, oh no, this is kicking off. And then it it can provoke an attack just by identifying with those symptoms. So caffeine's definitely one to watch out for. And again, we've had a number of listeners over the years thank us profusely for bringing this forward because they've eliminated caffeine or most caffeine or have identified places where they were taking in caffeine and they didn't even realize it and feel so much better without it. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it's in cold medications and it's in different places, painkillers where you wouldn't expect it to be. So if you have a cup of coffee or an energy drink and then one of those products as well, then you've got much more caffeine in your system than you may have been aware of. And even knowing that is very helpful because it it makes things feel less out of control. It gives a cause and effect Mm. that you can work with. We had a letter from a gentleman a couple of years ago that told us that his anxiety attacks stopped just from cutting out the caffeine alone. He didn't do anything else just from that. Right. Another trigger that I think is important to talk about is alcohol. A number of people who suffer with anxiety drink alcohol because they think that the alcohol is going to help them sleep better or going to calm their nerves. And the opposite is true. Yeah. It might provide some short term calming effect, but as soon as your body starts to detoxify the alcohol, that kicks in 
anxiety. That can make you feel anxious. Yeah. And that can be a particularly horrible experience because that tends to happen around 2, 3 a.m. where the, the liver's detoxifying the blood. So that can boot you out of bed in the middle of night and wake you with an anxious feeling, which is a particularly horrible experience. And again, if you're aware of the potential cause and effect with that, if you, if you can look at making some changes with lifestyle choices, looking at ruling out alcohol and caffeine and different elements that can provoke an attack, then it puts you back in control. It gives you something to look at and work with and adjust. And one way to do that is to keep a journal for a month. Make sure you're keeping very well hydrated with plenty of water. Look at your caffeine consumption. Look at your alcohol intake. And if you have an episode with anxiety, note it down and just look for the correlation, look for the relationship and the cause and effect over that month period. And then you can see what's happening for your body and mind and what you need to adjust. And certainly there are a number of other triggers as well. You might be triggered by large social gatherings or the movie theater or concert or that kind of thing. And it's knowing how to prepare for that You, if you do need to be at a big event. Uh, again, another uh, member of our private Facebook group was uh, celebrating they needed to go somewhere. It was a baseball game. And normally that would have been a big trigger and very daunting. But because they knew that they could tap, that they had the skills to stop an anxiety attack, they went and they had a great time. It worked out beautifully. Again, this was another success story. And just having that control over this is what I will do if this happens instead of feeling like I don't know what to do if this happens. Yeah, it's the complete opposite because a lot of that anticipatory anxiety, we had a, a question about this in our group this week, is like, you know, what do I do? This anticipatory anxiety about going to an event. And if you know what to do, the problem solved. You know, because yes. the question that comes up is I don't know how I'll cope. So if you learn the coping skill, you learn the technique that helps you cope, that can de-escalate anxiety in two or three minutes, so you can just take yourself off to the toilet. And you can do it quickly enough that you're not going to be missed and it's not going to be flagged by others, which is where it's so beautiful for social anxiety, because you can say, I need to use the bathroom and go for a reasonable amount of time that somebody would spend in a bathroom and take your anxiety right down and get it in control again. And that changes everything. Then the question of how will I cope, what will I do, the answer is you go and do this. Right. And you can de-escalate it for yourself. And it's so empowering to be able to do that. I can remember on a stressful, long motorway journey some years ago, we pulled over at a service station, and I just took myself off in a quiet corner and tapped. It was a horrible journey with loads of lorries on the road and spray coming up. The visibility was so bad and I had a car full of kids and it was a long journey and it was just going on and on with this appalling visibility and these young ones in, in my care with that responsibility and it was, you know, very stressful and, and very tiring. So when we'd stopped for a break, I took myself to a quiet corner, used some EFT tapping, I felt more calm, more alert, more in control, ready to go again. Because very often when we have an event like that, be it on a road, in a gathering socially, we start to kind of wobble. 
like when you see a trailer on the back of a car that's going too fast and it starts snaking. And if that gets out of control, then it becomes a big event. So it's the same with anxiety. Once we start to feel a bit, oh, I don't, I don't know, I can't handle this so well, I feel out of control and the symptoms come up, it tends to escalate very quickly from that point. So if you know that you can pull over, go to the bathroom, take a break, do some tapping, de-escalate it, take it back down to a manageable, comfortable level where you feel calm and you're ready to go again, then it's going to stop it tipping over into an episode. Let's talk a little bit about EFT tapping. I know that we've talked about it in many, many episodes over the last 10 years, but I think a new introduction for our newer listeners and, and people who might have heard about it, but really don't understand what is it really, and then how can it help prevent an anxiety attack? Sure. Maybe we could even do a, a, just a real short demo. Yeah, it's good to feel it in action for yourself. So EFT stands for Emotional Freedom Techniques, which is what it used to be called. Years ago, it used to be called EFT, Emotional Freedom Techniques. These days, it's commonly known as EFT tapping or just tapping because it's become so much more popular. It's not a placebo, as many people think when they first encounter it. It's a very active process that has a direct effect on our body and mind. The way it works is by tapping using our fingertips onto a researched collection of meridian points. So they're the same points that an acupuncturist would use or a shiatsu practitioner would use. And through extensive research by a doctor called Dr. Roger Callahan, he put a lot of research and effort into finding a collection of points that were particularly helpful for calming negative emotional states. He developed something called thought field therapy, and then EFT tapping came on from that being called emotional freedom technique, because it's a technique that you can apply for yourself for emotional freedom. So it works beautifully for fears and phobias, negative core beliefs, limiting beliefs, post-traumatic stress. I don't want to say disorder. Post-traumatic stress is a natural response, but it's used a lot for PTSD, for war veterans, people who've been in school shootings, really heavy situations, EFT is being shown time and time again to help people feel more calm, more safe, release unwanted thoughts and feelings, calm anxiety and feel more comfortable, more confident and more resourceful. I've been using it since 1999. I wrote a book on it and I've taught it to hundreds of people my friend and I were the first people to teach EFT tapping in a public health show. Certainly uh, in, in the UK, we taught a lot of people to tap in public health shows. We did demonstrations with about 60 people at a time. And my first real amazing experience with tapping was when I was presenting at a health show, a mind-body-spirit show in Brighton in the UK. And I asked some people to tap along with me, and I was on this little low stage. And then I just said, anyone who felt that they felt a real shift in their body, a real reduction in discomfort in their body, come and stand with me on the stage. And I thought, you know, 10 or 15 people would come. What actually happened was about 50 people <laughs> came on the stage and about five people were left in the audience. So that was really funny. And we had this great picture of a, a load of people standing around, smiling with their hands up in the air saying, yeah, it worked for me. So that was a really uh, interesting 
experience for me. It's incredibly effective. It works very, very well. If it doesn't work for you, it's not that it doesn't work. It needs tweaking. Right. There is a, a real science, a real art to EFT. It's very easy. Anybody can learn to use it. But in the hands of somebody that really understands it, sometimes we have some, some fear about getting over something. Sometimes we have some issues about safety, about getting over anxiety, and it becomes just a little bit more, um, not complex, but it needs a bit more thorough application of the EFT process. Uh, but it works beautifully. I've seen incredible things with it over the years. So let's do a brief tapping demo for the fear of having an anxiety attack when away from home. Okay. I think that would be helpful. So then if you would like to visit our tapping page at anxietyslayer.com forward slash EFT, you can find the tapping points there. And then you need to get a piece of paper and just jot down a number. So I'm going to ask you, if you had a fear of having an anxiety attack when you were away from home, how high does that fear rate for you out of 10? So 10 would be maximum fear, I'm really worried about it. And zero would be, I'm not bothered at all. So somewhere on that scale between zero and 10. Thinking about it now in this moment, how bothered are you right now about that fear that you might have an anxiety attack when away from home? And you just chop that number down on your piece of paper. And then you just start tapping on the, the point that's nicknamed the karate chop point, which is on the side of your hand. Either hand, either side, you can tap on either side of your body and you can tap with either hand. The points are all duplicated on both sides of the body in exactly the same place. So just tapping on the side of your hand, halfway between the base of your little finger and your wrist, on that point that's nicknamed the karate chop point because it's where a martial artist might strike a piece of wood to break it, tapping with the fingertips of the opposite hand. And you can just repeat after me. We'll use a generic statement, just something that everyone can relate to. Even though I'm so scared. Even though I'm so scared. Of having an anxiety attack. Of having an anxiety attack. When I'm away from home. When I'm away from home. I accept myself. I accept myself. Even though I just don't know how I'd cope. Even though I just don't know how I would cope. If I had an anxiety attack away from home. If I had an anxiety attack away from home. I accept myself. I accept myself. Even though I feel so scared about it. Even though I feel so scared about it. I don't even want to leave my home. I don't even want to leave my home. I accept myself. I accept myself. And then you just start tapping on the point in the center of the top of your head. Scared of an anxiety attack. Scared of an anxiety attack. And the point at the beginning of your eyebrow. So scared I'll have an anxiety attack. So scared I'll have an anxiety attack. And the outside corner of your eye. I don't know how I'll cope. I don't know how I will cope. And then under your eye, what if I completely lose it? What if I completely lose it? And then tapping on the point on the top lip, I'm so scared. I'm so scared. And then tapping on the chin, scared of an anxiety attack. Scared of an anxiety attack. And then tapping on the collarbone point, all this fear of an anxiety attack. All this fear of an anxiety attack. And then tapping under your arm. They can come on so suddenly. They can come on so suddenly. And I just don't know what I'll do. And I just don't know what I will do. 
and then coming back to tapping the point on the top of the head. This awful fear of an attack. This awful fear of an attack. And the beginning of the eyebrow. This fear of an anxiety attack. This fear of an anxiety attack. Outside corner of the eye, all this fear in my body. All this fear in my body. And under the eye, this fear of an attack. This fear of an attack. On the top lip, this fear of the fear. This fear of the fear. And then on the chin, this fear in my body. This fear in my body. And the collarbone point, this fear in my mind. This fear in my mind. And under the arm, all this fear of an anxiety attack. All this fear of an anxiety attack. And to just stretch and take a deep breath in. And release it. And then we'll just go again. And we're not affirming anxiety. We're just saying it how it is. Right. As if you were talking to a friend and you just say, you know, I'm so scared of having an anxiety attack. We're just doing some truth tapping, just saying it how it is. It's not an affirmation. It's like when you go to the doctor and you say, I have a headache. You don't say, I want to feel great. You go and name it as it is so you can get the help. So this is this kind of tapping. You can tap in the good stuff as well, and that's something we teach elsewhere. But for this, this is truth tapping. We're just saying, this is how I feel, and it's really making me feel anxious. We're just saying it how it is. So tapping again on the point at the top of the head, all this fear about an anxiety attack. All this fear about an anxiety attack. And tapping at the beginning of the eyebrow, scared of having an attack away from home. Scared of having an attack away from home. And the outside corner of the eye, don't know how I'll cope. Don't know how I'll cope. And tapping onto the eye, this fear of an attack. This fear of an attack. And on the point under the nose, this fear of the fear. This fear of the fear. And tapping on the chin, this fear in my mind. This fear in my mind. Tapping on the collarbone point, this anxiety in my body. This anxiety in my body. And tapping under the arm, all this anxiety. All this anxiety. And then just starting now to tap on the top of the head and just taking a deep breath in and out, releasing this anxiety. Releasing this anxiety. And tapping at the beginning of the eyebrow, releasing this anxiety. Releasing this anxiety. And tapping on the outside corner of the eye, releasing this anxiety. Releasing this anxiety. Big deep breath in and out. And then tapping under the eye, releasing this anxiety. Releasing this anxiety. Tapping under the nose, releasing this anxiety. Releasing this anxiety. Tapping on the chin, releasing all this fear from my body. Releasing all this fear from my body. And tapping on the collarbone, releasing this fear of an attack. Releasing this fear of an attack. And then tapping under the arm, relaxing and releasing. Relaxing and releasing. And back to the top of the head, relaxing and releasing this fear. Relaxing and releasing this fear. At the beginning of the eyebrow, relaxing and releasing this fear. Relaxing and releasing this fear. And the outside corner of the eye, relaxing and releasing this fear. Relaxing and releasing this fear. And under the eye, relaxing and releasing this fear. Relaxing and releasing this fear. And the same again under the nose, relaxing and releasing this fear. 
Relaxing and releasing this fear. And onto the chin, relaxing and releasing this fear. Relaxing and releasing this fear. Down to the collarbone point, relaxing and releasing this fear. Relaxing and releasing this fear. Releasing all this fear from my body. Releasing all this fear from my body. Releasing all this fear from my mind. Releasing all this fear from my mind. An opening to new ways to cope. An opening to new ways to cope. Learning to trust myself. Learning to trust myself. And new skills. And new skills. And then patting firmly under the arm. Releasing all this anxiety. Releasing all this anxiety. Relaxing my body. Relaxing my body. Relaxing my mind. Relaxing my mind. And then have a nice stretch. Take a deep breath in. And release it. And then just check in with yourself for a moment, feeling both feet on the floor. Feel the surface that supports you. Feel grounded and safe. Mm. Oh, I'm so glad we went through that. That was very helpful. And then the last thing is to take your piece of paper and your pen and note down if that number was a whatever you wrote down before, seven, eight, six, whatever the number was before, what is it now? Mm-hmm. Write that number down now. And then you'll see the difference you've just made for yourself with this tapping. And this is just a very brief demo, but there's so much more. You can get so much more calm and so much more specific with tapping. So if that's something that interests you, then you can take a look at the course to to follow the guided sessions specifically for the fear of the fear of an anxiety attack. We have some SOS short tapping sessions that you can practice anywhere, anytime. We have one that's just three minutes long, a longer one that's seven minutes long, and then some morning and evening anxiety slayer tapping sessions for stopping anxiety attacks. And you can get really thorough and really start to feel that you have something you know how to do to stop an attack in its tracks. We invite you to take advantage of our June sale where you can slay your anxiety attacks and reclaim your life with a very special offer where you can save $20 when you enroll before June 30th. This entire course is about helping you deal with and overcome anxiety attacks. We've put a lot of heart and soul into this and can help you move even further into feeling more comfort and control and really a place of reclaiming your life. It doesn't have to be this way. You do not have to suffer from anxiety attacks. You can enroll now at anxietyslayer.teachable.com and just look for the first responder series for anxiety attacks. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you again next week.